G'day, and welcome to Clayton Today. I'm Rod Earnshaw, and in this series, we're looking at how to do church. Our topic for discussion in this episode is preparing a talk. Bible talks are fundamental to church life, but how do we get from a passage in the Bible to a talk that communicates the message and moves people to respond to it? It's not just a matter of gifts, as if you've either got it or you haven't. There are a set of skills that can be learned. And with me to talk about them again is Jonathan Pryke. Good to have you with us, Jonathan. Jonathan, uh, preparing talks uh, can be very intimidating and uh, it, it's a real responsibility when you're doing it. If someone came to you who had never written a talk before and wanted to know where to start, what would be the first thing you'd want to say to them? It is a very intimidating thing, isn't it? And I think something, it's, it can be something, if you're not used to doing it, it can be something that actually people are really, really terrified mm -hmm. of, of getting involved in. But as you said at, at the start, it is completely fundamental. So uh, it, it's something that we do need, to, we need to, to get to grips with and people do need to learn it. I mean, it is, it is something that you can, that you can uh, learn. And I think what I would say, in brief, I would say to people, pray, prepare and practice. If you do that, you get really thoroughly prepared before you speak, then you're going to have a whole lot more confidence. Great. Well, today we really want to spend our time thinking about the preparation side of what you've just been talking about. But I wonder if you could just elaborate on what you mean by prayer at the beginning there. Well, prayer is, 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 is really important. And I think the, the, the reason for that is because of the convictions that we need that underlie the whole, the whole business of, of, of preaching. Uh, we, need, we, need to, we need to have convictions about the nature of the Bible from which we're, from which we're speaking, uh, about, the, about what we're doing when we're speaking, and, and about the, the presence of, of God with us. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Holy Spirit-inspired activity. So the Bible itself was written by the Holy Spirit. The Bible uses our words. Uh, the Bible says the gospel is the power of God for the salvation of, every, of, of anyone who believes. Um, and the Holy Spirit is, when we're, when we're speaking words from the Bible, when we're explaining to people what the Bible means and seeking to change people's lives, the Holy Spirit is, is, is at work in us through the word and in the life of the, uh, of the people that we're, we're speaking to. And when we understand that, then uh, it, it'll be absolutely natural for us to turn to prayer before we do anything else because we know that we're completely dependent on the activity of God in the Bible, in us, in the person, in so, the people so we're speaking prayer to. prayer is sort of expressing that dependence and also perhaps that confidence that God will work through us, however yeah. hopeless and inadequate we might feel yeah. as yeah. we come to that preparation. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that is very helpful to put right at the mm. beginning, isn't it? Uh, so having, having prayed and, and believing, resting in those convictions, uh, what about uh, preparation? What would you say? Where would you start? How, how would you sort of talk about what needs to be done in preparation for giving a Bible talk? Well, you begin with a passage. Yes. Uh, very often that passage is going to be given to you. Uh, if it isn't, then you've got, to, you've got to choose a passage, a suitable passage. And uh, I suppose one thing I would say about that is don't spend hours and hours finding a passage. Settle on a passage. Uh, very often you'd be, you'd be given a passage. And then what you really need to do is, is just try and get to the heart of that passage. Get the, the big idea that uh, God is wanting to communicate to us, God, that God is wanting to say to us through that passage. Just simply express one big idea. Um, and then having got that, you want to, you want to express that in, in a clear structure, a number of clear points that, that uh, come out of the passage that develop it as you go through. And uh, then for each of those points, uh, it's very helpful just to think about stating the point, uh, showing where it comes from in the Bible, uh, explaining what it means, illustrating it, and then applying it to people's lives. And so you can go through with that kind of clear structure in your mind. 
uh, setting out what the, what the talk is. Once you've been through that, you've got to draw the talk to an end with a conclusion, summarizing what you've, what you've been saying. And then maybe the last thing to do, actually, is to work at the introduction, just to mm -hmm. grab people's mm -hmm. attention right at the start. So that's the, sort of, that's the basic process that you need to go through. I guess that, uh, that sounds like a, a useful process. Perhaps we might work through that process now and try to explain each of those points and uh, flesh them out a little bit. So sure. can you begin with that idea of having the big idea? How important is it to have uh, a very clear idea of what the passage is saying? And how do we work that out? It's enormously important. It's, it's important because if you don't know what you're trying to communicate when you're, when you're, when you're speaking to people, uh, then you're not going to get through to them. And, and that needs to be really clear and simple. It's very easy just to get far too complicated and expect that people are going to... So we're not talking about a sort of six-paragraph Exactly, essay. exactly. So a, good, a really good thing to do before you, before you do anything else, actually, is to, is to get or that, you, that you've got to work towards before you go any further. Is to, is to, is to summarise the, the aim of the talk in one brief sentence. I mean, I would actually suggest that you, you literally write it down on the top of the piece of paper mm. that you're working at. Now, it's going to take some time to get to that, of course, yeah. but that's what you're trying to do when you're, when you're working at the passage, is to get that big idea that you're wanting to communicate. So I guess that really naturally raises the question, how do we work out what that passage is about? How do we work out what the big idea of the passage is? Well, you do have to, you have to study the passage. So you need to read it through several times, you need to look at the detail of it, the words, the sentences, make sure you're understanding it. You need to look at it in, the, in, in context, so uh, know where it comes, in the, in the, maybe in the letter that you're looking at or in the gospel or something like that. Know what comes before it, know what comes after it, how it fits in, what the sort of overall thrust of the whole book is that you're, you're looking at. There's work to be done on that. Um, and then having, gone, having done all that sort of detail work in a way, I think what's really helpful is, is just to as it were, mentally stand back from the passage, because it's very easy to lose sight of the wood for the trees, and just stand back from it, look at the passage overall, just keep reading it through and through, and, and asking yourself, what's, what's this really driving? What's the, main, the one main thing that is being uh, communicated here? And, and uh, with God's help, with the help of the Holy Spirit, um, then you just, you just focus on that one idea, and then settle on that, and. Um, express it in, a, in, a, in a, a clear sentence, which is not just, uh, as it were, the, what the content of the passage is, but it's the result that you want to see in people's minds and, yeah. and hearts and lives as a result of your talk. Okay, great. So you've got a very clear idea of what you're trying to achieve by that talk. So having, having settled on that big idea, how do you then get from that to working out what your, your points that you'll make through the sermon? You know, every sermon has three points, starting with P, or uh, <laughs> is, is it more complex than that? <laughs> Uh, the, the art of alliteration is definitely something that you need to you need to work out. However, thankfully, it's not a not a necessary thing for preachers to to uh, to learn. But I think that the I mean, where do the points come from? I think that's that's really a matter of of um, uh, going back to the passage, asking yourself. It's a good question to ask yourself: is you know why what what convinced me that the big idea in this passage is the big idea? And what are the what are the kind of different uh, concepts that are being communicated? Which when you Add them up together, uh, get to this to this big idea. So almost and, like, is there an argument that's being made? Yeah, about sort of. It may it may be just a logical argument. It may be uh, a sort of foundation that is built on subsequently, and you've got to have the foundation in place before you get to the mm -hmm. uh, the kind of main the main thrust of it. Mm -hmm. And um, so you know you don't want too many points. Again, it's very easy to get too complicated. 
uh, people say that three, three points is often the best, the best because two is, few, two is too few, four is too many. <laughs> you can't be rigid about those, those sorts of rules. Um, but you just want those kind of three or four main yeah. concepts that added together give you the big idea. Yeah. And now I guess we're moving into really the, the, the body of the talk. How are you going to work out what you're going to say? You talked about a simple, clear structure. Uh, I think you said uh, state the point, uh, show where it comes from in the passage, explain it, illustrate it, and apply it. Yeah. How important is it to have that sort of simple structure in your mind as you're beginning? Different preachers work in different ways. And as you get more experienced, you do things in different ways. But, uh, but I think it's, it, it's very, very valuable to have just a model like that. Mm. And that is, that is, I mean, that's a model that's, that, that John Chapman develops, mm. the, the Australian evangelist, uh, in a book called Setting Hearts on Fire. He, 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 he explains that. And it's, it's a framework that is extremely valuable, not least because what it does do, even if you don't necessarily always follow it precisely, and often you won't, but, but it's a framework that, that really does set out the process of what's going on when you're, when you're preaching. Mm. Um, so it is, it's very, very valuable. So in terms of, sort like of communication, that. it helps you to make sure you're really yeah. communicating that, yeah. those yeah. points. Yeah. Yeah. So Great. it just forces you to be clear about what you're communicating, showing people that it's, it's the Bible that, that is where, that's where the, 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 it's not coming out of your head, it's coming from the Bible, and you're getting people to look at the Bible themselves, you're explaining it to them because it's not going to be necessarily self-evident to them what you're, what you're talking about, so it does need to be explained. An illustration uh, is very helpful just to kind of drive it home and shed light on, on what you're talking about. And then the application part of it at the end is crucial because the whole point of preaching is not simply to explain what the Bible means to people, uh, or increase their, their, their knowledge or their understanding of the Bible, whatever it is. It's, it's to change people. The point of it is to change the, what, what people think and therefore the way that they, they live their lives. And without that change, the whole exercise is actually So the application pointless. is really where you drive at home, where the rubber hits the road, exactly. this is what we ought to do in response to. Yeah, that's the, that's the so what. That's, that's what, what are we gonna, how are we going to change as a result of what God is saying to yeah. us in this passage. We're, we're moving towards the end of our time, so I wonder if you could quite briefly maybe illustrate how that might work. Give us an example of, of a point or a talk that you might work out along that structure? Well, just very simply, I mean, that passage like James 1, 19 to 27 uh, is, is really all about, I mean, it's actually when you first come you to it. You might need to tell us what the passage says. I'm, I'm coming to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there, are, there are, there's quite a lot of, when you first read it, you might think there's actually a lot of kind of relatively disconnected ideas in it. But right at the heart of it, James says, uh, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Okay, yes. Do what it says. And that, in a sense, is right there you've got the big idea of the passage. So the aim of the, aim of the talk could be something like, uh, we, should, we should obey God's word, not just, not just hear it. Okay, yes. uh, so just, just very simply like that. And now you can develop, you could develop that, perhaps, uh, in, in two points, uh, because you've got, to, you've got to listen to God's word before you obey it. So the first point could, could simply be the, the, the foundation, as it were, which is, uh, we, should, we should listen to God's word. And then the second point, which, which builds through to the big idea, mm. is we should live God's word. We should listen to God's word. Yeah. We should live yeah. God's word. And then, uh, so each of those, you, 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 it's, it, you develop according to the kind of structure that we spoke about earlier on. Great. And um, really, very briefly, are there any uh, particular tips that you could give on any aspect of that, improving your explanation or illustrations or application or anything like that? Well, I think... Um, I mean, for instance, in that passage, one question that people wonder about is where do, you, where do I get my illustrations mm, from? Mm. 
And in that passage, there are illustrations actually Im embedded in the passage. And that's a really helpful thing to do, is to, is to look to see how uh, the writer of the Bible himself is illustrating what he's talking about. Uh, so James uses the idea of a, of a mirror. You know, do we just yes. look in the mirror and walk yeah. away, or do we look in the mirror and actually comb our hair as a result of the, of the mess that away. our hair is yeah. in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Thanks, Jonathan. That's been really helpful. Obviously, we've only just scratched the surface. So if people want to look at this in more detail, can you suggest some places for them to go? Well, uh, two books. I mentioned uh, John Chapman's book, Setting Hearts on Fire. That's enormously helpful and goes yeah. through that structure. Great. Another bigger one, John Stott, I Believe in Preaching. Quite an old book, but still available. Brilliant. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you very much. And thank you for watching. Preaching can be daunting, and we do want to do it well so that we can honour God. But we need more preaching, and we need more preachers if we're going to plant churches, and if we're going to see Christians grow. And we all need to start somewhere. I hope we've given you a nudge in the right direction. Do join us next time on Clayton Today. Goodbye. <laughs>